Pete is with us. Jim is on the uh, John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. If you listen to the show uh, um, any regular basis, you know we normally don't have guests at the top, but uh, the Wolves' schedule has changed just a little bit, leaving New Orleans, heading for Milwaukee, correct? Yes. How excited are you to spend some time in Milwaukee in late December? <laughs> we never we never get to go to Milwaukee either in like in November it seems or in March. So it's all right, you know, it's like being at home, you know? Except you're in a hotel. <laughs> and your family yeah, and and friends are there. Too. That that five hey, that five star form, Chad, you'd like that place. That place is pretty sweet. It's yeah, they that's really did a nice job. Like, like where it's located, it's back by Bradley Center, but like they really did yep. a nice job on that facility. Yeah, um, our mutual great friend Skip Kruger and I still have a great story about the uh, previous arena and <laughs> getting into a confrontation there. Whether this was the Marquette room, Skip and I left to hook up. This reminds me to call Skip and talk about this. Uh, your before we talk about the team, your favorite city in the NBA to travel to is? You know where it is. Phoenix. I mean, it's, Better be it's, Phoenix. it's the place you, you're, you're pretty much assured you're going to. I haven't played golf on the road yet. So, I mean, we we got kind of messed over in, in Miami cause just because, you know, it was Christmas time and it was family for Miami. And then Orlando, instead of us going straight to Orlando from Cleveland, we went back home. So we never really oh, got a chance to spend okay. any time in, in Orlando either. So I didn't play that's in either right. place. And, that, and so that's why Florida could be hit or miss because like a lot of times those games, as you know, are back-to-back usually. Quickies. Um, but yep. they were split. I mean, like we had two days off in Miami. Uh, but because it was Christmas, you know, my wife, all the families were down there. And it was 46 degrees. Yeah, you and sent me a Orlando, picture. We went, you we went, went to the football game, and you're wearing a winter yeah. parka. It was cold. I mean, it was it was forty six degrees when when the game started. It was windy, and it wasn't like Miami at all. I mean, like it was it was it was pretty incredible. I'd never been down there, and they were kind of shell shocked too. You know how the Floridians like they're shocked when it gets down into the forties. Yeah. So right. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was the entire country though at that time. That that particular For moment sure. in snapshot in time, it was just unbelievable. All right, let's talk about the team. Uh, played well last night, uh, lost to a, yep. a, a team which is right now very good. And Zion is, I mean, let's just briefly talk about Zion here. There's nobody like Zion, right? I mean, he is just one on to himself. He's healthy. He had missed some time. If he can play 80 to 85% of the time, how good can he be? I think in today's NBA, he can he can be as dominant as any player in the league. I think there was a time where I think, Chad, if we were to sit down and have a, have a conversation about you know that draft, like you know Zion going number one and Ja going number two, mm-hmm. I think you'd think that maybe New Orleans would be regretting picking Zion number one, but because you weren't sure what was going to happen, those those foot injuries for somebody that's as big as he is, those can be a problem. And there haven't been too many young. players that have been that big that have been that big that have been able to, you know, sustain like relative health or whatever. But, but now the way he is looking like he's, he's just a great kid. They glow about him down here in new Orleans. Um, the, you know, all the broadcasters and coaches, they say just incredible work ethic, a uh, great kid. 
like willing to sit there and listen and like take take input. He really did a great job of refashioning his body, getting back into shape to be able to get healthy again. So now that he is where he is physically, I mean, he's not as skilled as Charles Barkley. I, like I always tell people, people ask me like who the hardest person for me to guard in the NBA was when I played. And it was hands down Charles Barkley, just because of the Zion quality of Barkley's game. But Barkley had perimeter jump shooting skills that Zion doesn't possess with, yeah. Barkley had every bit of the the locomotive yes. speed for sure end to end and and probably and probably even faster and probably jump just as high, you know. So oh, I think definitely um, faster, Pete. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think faster too, like end to end. Yeah, but Zion's pretty fast, Chad. Like he yeah he was true. he was speed dribbling up the court yesterday. He's got incredible incredible speed as as, as fast as uh, as anybody you'll see. But I think Char- Charles just a touch more skilled and a touch uh, more athletic. So the team, uh, you know, played well, but lose Miami played lousy, played, played pretty good in Boston, but also some games when they win, you got to put it in perspective. I get it. That core players are out. Towns is out. Anderson has been out. Prince is out. Uh, J Mac is out. But when people look at this, this hasn't come close to where most observers, two of us included, thought they would be. Within the disappointment, what should convince fans that they're going to get to those expectations and what should concern them the most about, hey, this just might be what this team is all year? I mean, there's still there's still so much to get out of Rudy. You know, like he, he's he's not playing nearly. I mean, he's not even playing half of what he was in Utah. And so I just I just think that there's there's still some upside there. I think that um, you know Anthony Edwards is still getting better. I mean, we could have easily won three of these last four games. I mean, the Dallas game was was you know end of game situation. It it was a clutch time situation. You know, we did. And Jaden McDaniels was amazing against Luka Doncic. You look at Luka did in that last game where he got 60 and 20. I mean, Jaden guarded him two games in a row and, and, and really did an incredible job of, of, of keeping him down and, and making it difficult for him to score. So there's still, you know, there's still room for those kind of role players. It's, what we, we concerning to me is this town's calf injury lingering. And the, the calf injuries can be very, very uh, problematic. They, they're so... Um, you know, with like a, you know, a surgery, a meniscus injury, you can save, you know, four to six weeks. You can come back from something like that. With calf injuries, you just don't know. So if that thing ends up lingering to the to the extent where, you know, Towns has reoccurring injuries, if, you know, you just don't know what the timetable is going to be for him. And the same thing with Jordan McLaughlin. He has the same calf strain problem too. So getting getting him back into the mix is, is important. Torian's going to be back, and he'll be back sooner than later. Like Torian could be back in the next week or so. Um, but it's it's the injuries that could be you know a problem. But even still, I think there's still so much more to get out of Rudy. So let's talk Rudy. You you know where I stand on Rudy. I thought they gave up too much. I said it on air live. I said it in one of our threads. But I wasn't denying that Rudy had been a, a great player and and headed as a Hall of Fame player. And I when we talk or in one of our couple threads. I'm with you. I I didn't watch as much Utah as you do, 
or, or you have the last few years because because your son Sanjay. But you know, I I still watch a lot of Utah also because you know league pass I've got that and the Wolves are playing him. I think you're right. He's half of what he was. He the dropping the passes. I think he's slower. I think his anticipation. I don't think they're using him right. And if they're going to come close to what we thought, he's got to play better. And then I'm just still skeptical how Ant is going to play like he has been playing where the ball's in his hand, when there's space, when there's pace, when there's freedom, where all of a sudden if Gobert's not up to where he was, let's say Towns is in and out of the lineup, I think that still is an enormous concern for this team as we as we move into 2023 starting, you know, early next week. Well, I I think that there, you know, it's it it took I'm telling you it took Mike Connolly a long time to figure out how to play with Rudy because you're seeing right now like there are certain areas and certain things you don't want to do. I mean, I'm almost commenting it on the game when it's happening when they throw the ball to Rudy, he was on a full sprint. Like you just you just can't put Rudy in those positions, and I think they're 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 figuring that stuff out, you know. So Rudy's not um, he's not a classic you know center in that. I think people say, well, he makes all his money, he should be able to just catch the basketball. Well, it's not as easy as that. You've got to put him in an area where he can be successful, and I think that these guys are, are trying to figure that out. So I don't know what to tell you, Chad. Like I I, I you know everybody is pulling for him to to be able to you know, operate, in, and I think defensively more than anything else, that's the thing that's been most most troublesome for me is, you know, you go back to some of his games, just go look at his game logs when he was in Utah. He'd have, you know, two, three, four blocks, six, seven blocks in a game. And and, there, and know, alter from, who know, knows how many other shots. Well, and for me, it's like, you know, he's always in a quandary and ball screen action because, like, does he does he commit to the ball handler? And if he makes that player miss, like he can contest that shot and make the player miss, but if it gets past yeah. him, he doesn't block it, it's going to go up on the rim and then his man's going to offensive rebound the basketball. That's what happened in Miami with that, with that young two-way player, Orlando Robinson. I mean, Rudy would make the player miss that came into the paint, but then nobody came down and helped him out to box out his man. So he's, he's very concerned about that. You know, I think he's very concerned. Like that's why sometimes guys are just laying up on him is because, He's trying to fake and drop back to his man so his man doesn't score. And I just think that he can't be worried about that. He's got to commit to the ball handler and then have it be on the guard for not boxing out the big that comes down and gets the offensive rebound. It's, it's really, that's why it's a team game. And you've well, they sh- they, Listen, let me just jump in. They should be on the same page by now in, in that area, right? And that's on Rudy, that's on the players, and that's also on the head coach. I mean, this isn't the and first week of camp. So- Chad, Chad the, the coaches, when they look at the video, and when I look at the video, you go back and look at it, and you, and you really, when you understand the game from that standpoint of who's, who's responsible for what, I think when the average fan watches and they see Rudy contest and the player miss, the, the guard miss that's coming in, you know, downhill at him, and his man grabs the basketball and scores it, they blame Rudy for that, you know? And so, and so I'm saying, like, it's not his fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's why the average fan, like, they get frustrated with Rudy. But, like, you have to know, like, who has responsibilities. And so that's what I'm saying. You know, until they, and that's where Finch is always talking about toughness, you know. That's where that toughness shows up is, is, is going the okay. extra mile when you're a guard. And that's what the good teams, you know, like the Spurs teams and the Miami Heat teams and, 
even the Utah Jazz teams, they, they understood that and they did the little things, and that's where Minnesota needs to get to. And that's where that's on that's on Coach Finch, you know, to get them to do all that stuff. What is your plan for the flight? What will uh, will keep you busy? I'm going to rewatch the game. Boring. I got to rewatch That's... the video. I got to, you know, I got to, I got to rewatch it. Cause, you know, because you try to do that. I know, I know. It's that's what I'm going to do. I'm telling you the truth. I'm going to sit next to Michael Grady, who's a great guy. We're going to have we're yeah. going to have a few laughs, and yeah, and uh, we're going to rehash the road trip, and we're going to. Tell Michael to tell you to stop watching the game. You're, it's a you're in Milwaukee tonight. Watch the game tonight, in Milwaukee. It's not like you're going clubbing tonight. We'll see. We'll see what the what the evening brings. You know, it, okay. it's, it's so different now because like everybody keeps themselves. Chad, we're in the era of the cell phone, and so everybody yeah. just like is on their phones. You know, it's like it's just a. It's like we used to sit there and chat and laugh and like talk and stuff. People don't. Do I that would anymore. be stirring it up. Everybody you know that I'd be walking up and down the aisle. People be yelling at me probably about something. So, uh, well, uh, if you see her, say hello. Was it Frank Burkowski's ex-wife? Is that who I was so fascinated with? Was that the individual? <laughs> yeah. uh, who knows where that that woman is at this juncture? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what yes. was I forget her name even? I I I don't know, but also doesn't know where I'm like. I think Cindy Crawford's at the game. You know, it was uh, and it was an exhibition game, and I was uh, I was fascinated. Let's just put it that way. All right, man. Uh, be well, and uh, we'll okay. talk soon. Okay, Jim okay. Peterson and the excellent, he is very good, Michael Grady with uh, Bally Sports. They'll be back on the call tomorrow in Milwaukee. And, of course, Alan Horton will have it right here on the Home of the Wolves, WCCO. 1226, Chad Hartman, Dave Harrigan is back. Dave has picked out the music theme for the afternoon. Hmm. All right, sir, what do we have? We've never done it before, Chad. We have a two-day theme starting today. Oh, I like it. All dealing with, of course, the end of the year, which comes up here this weekend. Today we're looking back, music about memories, about looking back at the year that was. And then tomorrow we'll do just the opposite. We'll have a theme of songs looking ahead to the hopes and dreams of the following year. Are you more a look back guy this time of year or you look ahead guy? I get a little nostalgic. I'll be honest. It's kind mm-hmm. of a look look back guy, you know. My my oldest just turned 6 yesterday, so it's kind of, you know, oh, it's happy birthday. Yeah, everything just kind of looking back at the year that was, but I'm pretty quick to turn the page. Once we get to the new year, we'll we'll start looking ahead. Turn the page is one of Bob Seger's greatest songs ever. Where are you at with Bob Seger? Bob Seger might have been my guy if I did pick one singer in high school, my senior year, Bob Seger. Then I went to a Bob Seger show about eight, nine years ago. I walked around. I said, God, there's a lot of old people here at this show. <laughs> And then I realized they were all pretty much my age, you know. So nothing one of those humbling, humbling moments. Uh, Bob Seger, yay, nay, uh, properly over or underrated? I think he's probably a little underrated. I think you're right. I like Seger. I feel like I should appreciate him more. 
You know, like I know the hits, but I don't know anything beyond that. Um, I, I feel like maybe I should dive a little bit deeper into Seeger because everything I've heard, you know, all the hits, they're, there's a reason they're hits. They're all great. Night Moves, Bob Seeger's. That's my favorite song. What's your favorite Bob Seeger song? 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. And he's the over, under, properly rated. How was the, uh, how was the birthday party yesterday? Oh, it was a fun, fun day yesterday. It was two different birthday parties. We had one in the morning with my brother's family who was in town for Christmas but had to leave. So we had them over for a breakfast and then all the grandparents and uh, uh, sister-in-law over in the evening. So uh, the, the the newly minted six-year-old got to have plenty of party time. And uh, we had a, a lot of good time. I mean, you know what? Geez, that's a lot. It is a lot. And I'm just going to say... Uh, wife was working all day, so guess who did all the work at home? This guy. And I put on a heck of a show. Wait, did the wife not go to either party? No. Well, no, she came home for the second one, but she arrived just as dinner was being uh, served. So, oh. you know, I'm master chef. Now, breakfast, dinner, doesn't matter. I got you covered. You get it all done. You're, get it. You really are a renaissance, man. What was, uh, okay, Was if it's your six-year-old's birthday, was the dinner for her, or let's be honest, she's a six-year-old, she'll eat anything. <laughs> I want to enjoy it, so the dinner's really for me. Uh, little of both. She really, you know, she's a six-year-old. She waffles between, I want spaghetti, I want pizza, I want blah, blah, blah. She eventually decided on mac and cheese. So we uh, we got the Sam's Club, you know, throw it in the oven, bake mac and cheese. Pretty good. Uh, but then we also mix in the adult toppings where we have some pork and chicken and meatballs to throw on top of it and a couple other sides. So it's a little of both. We adult up the mac and cheese a little. And were you boozing? Last night, I don't think I had anything to drink last night, but there was plenty of boozing the uh, previous five days, so I think <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> yeah, both of us were talking about this. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. I normally have scoffed at the whole dry January situation. I think I'm headed there. I think <laughs> I'm headed for a a tune-up, a uh, a cleanup at some point. Just a, a little detox might uh, might help me out. Okay, Mall of America and security. Stop tippy toeing around. Either do something or don't. I don't understand what they're trying to do at this point. It makes no sense. Let's explain when we come back. A new stock E3 WCCO. So in the next hour, we should hear about charges, the five individuals involved in the shooting death of a 19-year-old at Mall of America. Sadly, this is not the first significant shooting at Mall of America this year. So Mall of America, we talked about this months ago, Dave, when they were debuting the metal detector one entrance. And we were like, really? Medical uh, metal detector one door. And I get it. They're worried about the image, the message it sends. Are they making it too difficult? Uh, Does this affect people traveling all across the globe? One metal detector. Now they unveil, unveil, excuse me, uh, plans to randomly search 
bags. I am baffled. Are you baffled also? You want to chime in right now? You can. We'd love phone calls and texts. Do you agree or disagree with what Mall of America is doing? 651-461-9226. If you're going to have a metal detector on one door, have it on every door. If you're going to check bags randomly, check every single one. Pick a side Mall of America. I don't know where we stop, okay, if we go with metal detectors. And as you know, I'm not a slippery slope guy. But should we have metal detectors at every mall? Should we have them at schools? Do we have them at movie theaters? Do we have them at restaurants? Because incidents and shootings and violence can happen everywhere. It's an embarrassment that it happens as much as it does. Our country, it's shameful how awful we are with mass shootings compared to other countries. But this to me, Dave, is about PR as it is about affecting change. And when it's just about PR, it bores me. Do you agree with me? 651-461-9226. So, Dave, for me, if Mall of America is going to do this, then don't randomly search bags. And by the way, bags is not enough. If you've decided that we at Mall of America have reached a point where enough is enough, and we're just going to have you go through a metal detector like you do at the airport, like you do at sporting events, like you do in a few other isolated places. And guess what? We think there'll be some pushback, but eventually people will get used to it. Then do it. But just the one side and the randomly searching. To me, that's what, hey, keep coming. We're going to do more, but we're really not going as far as we should. What do you think, Dave? Silliness. The announced random bag search is, is is just that. I mean, somebody's going to be wanting to walk in there with a hand. Ah, ah, can't put it in a backpack or a you know, purse or anything. Ah, I should probably stay home. No, they're going to put it in their waistband or their pocket or do whatever. If they want to bring a gun in, they'll bring a gun in. I, you're right. You know, stop tiptoeing around it. Stop putting a foot in, you know, a toe in the water just to see, oh, well, is this going to be enough? Make a decision. Make a decision. Yes. Either it's the Wild West inside of Mall of America or we abs- actually crack down. Because at this point, you know, the shooting at the Nike store, obviously the shooting at Nordstrom. We had the uh, mm-hmm. fellow that was arrested for having a rifle that he was carrying through the mall uh, a few months ago. Uh, Who knows how many other people have brought guns in that have not been used, thankfully. Uh, It seems like it's becoming a trend. So either jump in or just say, look, here's our policy. We don't have the, you know, we can't afford or whatever, the the manpower and the cost to put in all the metal detectors uh, right now, perhaps for the future. But, you know, this, this whole, like you said, metal detector at one door and random bag searches, we're accomplishing Stop. nothing except for, as you no. said, perhaps a little PR gain. That's what it seems like to me. And I don't know. Google it right now, Dave. How many people go to Mall of America every single day? Now, I live in Plymouth. Outside, if Mike wants to go out there with friends or there's 
you know, a unique store, I never go there. I can go to Ridgedale or I order online or I go downtown to places. I'm not I'm not avoiding it because of safety. I'm not going there because it's 30 minutes from my house and I'm not much of a mall shopper to begin with. But I got it. There are people who fly in from across the globe. There are people who live much further than me and they still go there because they like the experience. The, the the total numbers, they're still isolated considering how many people, but the numbers are higher out there than the other malls. But we've seen with locations and shootings and the amount of mental health issues and the evilness out there and the access to guns where these events These attacks, the murders, the viciousness can happen in any city, any affluent city, any city with poverty. It does not matter. And they're worried about money. They're worried about safety. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say they don't care about the customers. Of course they do. But they're also worried, wait, Mall of America has metal detectors. Wait, I'm in I don't know, Detroit. We're looking to do something different. Wait, we're really going to fly them? It's so concerning. They have metal detectors. How many people are going to avoid it? I think that's what this is all about. Dave, did you see by any chance how many people visit MOA on a regular basis? Yeah, it's 40 million annually. Average per day is between about 100 and 150,000. Obviously, very different on a Saturday than a Tuesday. Um, but it's a lot it's, of people. It's crazy, doesn't it? Hundred <laughs> to one hundred fifty thousand on average. Yeah, it's uh, it's that's a lot of folks, and you yeah. know they could also look at it like, hey, maybe somebody that doesn't go to the mall because now they're worried about shooting, uh, shooting, they're going to say, hey, well, metal they're detectors. Feel better. I feel better about going to the yep. mall now. There's that possibility too. Yes, for sure. Let's do this. Let's pause and give you plenty of time. We come back for phone calls and texts. You like what Mall of America is doing. This is what is necessary. You don't think it's close to what is necessary. You're going to go to the mall. You're not going to worry about it. Or you're never going to Mall of America. All options. Text. Call me right now. Cities 1. Talk and text line. 651-461-9226. In the uh, Plymouth office today, heat is on. Feel good about it. If uh, magically it's 82 tomorrow, God, I would love that. I, I would feel confident the air conditioner would work. Why do I feel so confident? Well, a couple years ago, I made a change. And, of course, I made a change to the company that I've been with for nine years, KNS Heating and Air. They've been around since 1989. A couple of years ago, age of my house, my furnace and air conditioner were not working as effectively and looked at an amazing deal with KNS working with Lennox, and I now have uh, two years. Uh, two years old air conditioner furnace and feel great about it. Why not have KNS out to your house? Reach out to them today. KSheating.com. 100% free in-home inspection. If it turns out you're going to buy something, unbelievable interest rates, uh, 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 interest-free availability right now. 
for months and months and months. Just great deals from K&S. Or you just need the tune-up, $189 for the spring and fall. Don't hesitate. I trust them 100%. KSHeating.com. We are talking Mall of America security, what they are doing, what they are not doing. Dave and I are both in agreement on this. They're, they're, they're too worried about PR as opposed to picking a policy and really sticking to it with metal detectors on one door and checking some bags. Be more definitive about what you are doing and then defend that policy. Lots of texts and calls coming in. Let's take some calls. Roger, thanks for listening. You're on CCO. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, when will we have to take our shoes and belt off to go into the mall? I don't think that's happening soon. Roger, are you saying you don't want uh, metal detectors? Is that where you stand? I'm, I, I guess I'm saying uh, you got to do something. You can't do nothing. But where are we going? I mean, how far are we going? For security. How far do you want them to go, Roger? Good question. If I was king of the world, uh, you know, there'd be no guns, but uh, that isn't going to happen. So uh, you got to do something. I think they have to start and then uh, add to it somehow or another. But uh, Thank you, sir. Call, call in again. I appreciate it. Rita has called in to New Stock 830 WCCO. Hello, Rita. What's on your mind? Well, I totally agree that there should be metal detectors on all the doors. Big bags coming in, I think, should be checked. What about the food court? All the places where people walk around, things need to get a lot tighter. With the way the world is going, all the guns coming in that are not owned by legally I have a conceal and carry. But, and if I were to walk into the Mall of America, you better believe I'd want that detector to go off. And so, the Mall of America is, is, is similar to a lot. Thank you, Rita. Uh, Dave, Mall of America is similar to a lot of places where they make announcements where whether guns are, are allowed or not, right? So... Uh, the carry law and that debate uh, in this state certainly was large. It is not in any way turned to the wild, wild west. Uh, but a lot of places uh, will post whether guns are. I don't. I don't think the really places post guns are allowed. Do they? They just post. You know, guns are not allowed yeah. at this particular place. Banned on the premises. We see that a lot. Among the uh, texts, I go to the mall a lot, and this incident will not deter me. It's a random act that could happen anywhere. I love walking around indoors, and that is where I go during the winter uh, without a jacket, no ice or snow. It's <clears throat> Dexter. Full cavity searches for everyone. Dave, you a big cavity search guy, or is that, is that the new policy at CCO when you're there? Well, I mean, who's performing the cavity search? I don't want really anybody performing a cavity search, no matter how hot they might be. Okay. <laughs> Start by policing the light rail and be sure everyone is paying a paying customer. Well, we set up that dumb policy years ago. And 
How often are they randomly checking someone to see if they're paying on the light rail at this point? What's your guess? <laughs> One out of every 5,000 individuals? Uh, if it's like the the time that I was riding regularly, not often. And when they do catch you, you can say, ah, I forgot to get it. Well, you better get yeah. it next time, Sonny. That's it, right? Uh, my firearm rode the rock bottom plunge at Mall of America didn't fall out or discharge. People talking about bag searches and races profiling, how that will be perceived. Uh, more text here at 651-461-9226. Mayo Clinic Rochester has gone to fewer entrances, metal detectors, and checks every bag. It's sad, but it's necessary. We're headed to more of that, don't you believe? Yes. I mean, we never thought it would happen to sporting events, but now you can't get into a stadium or, or an arena in the country without it. No. And does it bug you? Eh, it's a mild me. annoyance, but, you know, it takes a little bit longer to get through, but it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it, for sure. And that is and that is the fear at Mall of America also. It's winter where the metal detector's set up. If Even for the Minnesota residents, if there's more metal detectors, people say, you know, Rosedale's not that far away or Ridgedale's not that far away. And uh, I'll just pursue that. Last text. Metal detectors are not enough. They will find the new trend, plastic guns. Policy does not need to be effective if it doesn't eliminate every single thing. I think our bar sometimes is way too high on that. Lindis Construction time check. Time to schedule with Andy Lindis and Lindis Construction. A complimentary attic insulation inspection. It is 12.57, time for CBS and Laura's Local News.